0: Just a quick content warning before we start the episode. This episode does contain uh, brief mentions of racism, uh sex and consent and also a uh, brief mention of sexual assault, but nothing in any detail. So if you're if you're somebody that really just doesn't want to take on any of those subjects today, it's too like too heavy for you today, then obviously you can skip this episode. But to be honest with you, the the mentions are very brief um they don't go into any detail and they're just mentions in in the subjects that we're talking about but i i thought that i should probably put uh, a content warning on that uh, verbally as well as in the description um yeah just yeah just be a little little bit careful if you if you're sensitive to that at the moment um i know that sometimes things just like subjects can like stir up certain feelings even if you don't go into detail so i just wanted to i just wanted to like make you aware of that so just a brief content warning obviously the usual content warning of strong language and adult themes because it's me zizi who just doesn't control their language but do you know what it's okay it's all good but yeah, I just wanted to give a brief mention, hope you enjoy the episode, it's been a long time, and yeah, let's go. Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Day Exist podcast, with me, ZZ. I'm 30 years old, non-binary, and go by they, them pronouns. I currently live in London, and this is my podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode 7 of the Day's This is Podcast, with me, Zizi. It's been a whole month since I last recorded, so well it's been over a month actually so this is going to be an extra large podcast an excel edition an extended version the director's cut i don't know it's a long podcast anyway so it's going to be around the two hour mark so strap in and get ready for the podcast we do obviously talk about different things to do with what happened in October so I did do a brief content warning before the episode started so obviously just prepare yourself obviously we're talking about stuff like Netflix, Dave Chappelle, we're also talking about Black History Month briefly as well and we're also talking briefly about stuff like Boris Johnson, the LGB Alliance and also the BBC article that was very anti-trans and not great let's just put it that way. So we do talk about some serious subjects in there, but there's I think there's some good value in there as well. So if you can listen, that'd be great. If you can't, that's okay as well. Like, skip to the next episode, skip to something a bit more light-hearted. Like but yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode, and let's get started. It's been a whole last month so um, since I podcasted last and I'm not going to lie, I've missed it. I've missed, um, I've missed speaking into the mic, whether anyone's listening or not, I don't know. But I've missed speaking into the mic and as I've said before, this is kind of like my therapy. And in being away from therapy for over a month... And I think since I've recorded like a main episode longer longer than a month, I think it was mid mid September, and I'm recording this in at the start of November now. So I can't remember if it's the fir- it's the first of November today. So I missed the whole of October. I missed like the whole of October. It's like a long month as well. It's like thirty one days, thirty one days just gone but anyway yeah i've been away from the podcast because basically yeah so basically we're living in social housing and basically when you're on like a waiting list if you're overcrowded you don't get much time to basically move and you don't get any any warning so we've been on a list for me and my partner um we have a three-year-old and we've been on a list for over three years um, and I know there's some people that've been waiting longer than that, and I know there's other people in worse position. But it's been it's been a fair wait. We we went through a whole pandemic, um, fairly overcrowded, so it's a relief to finally get a place where we have a bedroom, uh, so we've got some space, and hopefully it'll be good for the podcast as well because I've got somewhere to record now because I like to do it in private because it's hard to sometimes it's hard to articulate fully when you feel like you haven't got the space to kind of like articulate fully if you know what I'm saying that doesn't make any sense but I know what I'm saying but yeah so we basically got um, a message and it was like okay uh, you've been offered this flat this two bedroom flat uh, can you move in by the weekend so we spent the whole we we moved in we we had to um, basically what you get given is a anyone is a council house or a social or a council flat or social housing will know this you basically get like an empty shelf so no carpets no paint on the walls you get like kitchen units and a bathroom everything else is completely empty so you've got you got to start from scratch so the last and to be honest with you the sort of job that I do it doesn't earn a huge amount of money so like financially it's been quite hard and yeah it's just been it's been a long hard month that we didn't expect to happen so I haven't had any time to podcast I was meant to do um, some interviews in October. Uh, that I've had to postpone and I think I'll get round to all reorganizing them so if you're listening and I was meant to do an interview with you really sorry I'm going to organize with you but maybe for a couple of episodes we'll get back into the swing of it again because I'm a bit out of practice so yeah the podcast is still going it's just been a long month I'm very grateful for obviously having a house I'm I'm not like moaning about the work that it takes like to to get like a suitable living arrangement, I, I'm aware that I'm very fortunate, and there may be listeners out there that that haven't been fortunate with getting housing. So, obviously, very very grateful for the roof over my head and over my family's head, and obviously anyone else out there that is seeking housing at the moment, seeking affordable housing, seeking any kind of social housing. Obviously, like thinking of you because i know how hard it is uh, waiting for that and um it's not it's not easy for everyone obviously the, there's different like different levels of like how they they rate you in, in priorities and they're not always fair and that's usually down to an issue of lack of lack of social housing in this country they don't, they don't build enough affordable homes, they sell off the affordable homes that, um, that they have already, or they knock them down, or they gentrify areas, and remove the social housing, move people out of areas, and, like, it, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a great world we live in sometimes, so I am, I am grateful for what I have, but yeah, it's just been, it's been, um, It's been a hard month, so I'm looking forward to starting the podcast again. I say starting again. I'm looking forward to get back into it and recording. And I think in this episode, I just want to kind of, I just want to like touch base really. And that a lot went on in October. Not all good, obviously. Obviously, we had um, Black History Month. Listen, I'm I'm speaking as somebody that isn't isn't black, but I think there's there's um, a fair consen- consensus that Black history should be taught 365. But obviously, the platform that a month gives can wake people up to the fact that it isn't. I suppose you know, Black history is like world history, and Black history is queer history, Black history is trans history black history is lgbtqia plus um history as well like you think of you think of some of the like the the activists from back in the day from stonewall and that you know they were often black trans women like and these these riots led to you know so much so much for the community and so much for for people that have benefited out of it that weren't necessarily as heav- heavily involved so we've got to appreciate that yeah the black history needs to be acknowledged by the LGBTQIA plus community needs to be acknowledged by the trans community and needs to be acknowledged by the whole cis Hip community as well. It, there's a lot of things that really, there's a lot of things in life that we we should be thankful for that a lot of non-black people and white people have benefited from off the backs of black people. So, for in my in my my opinion, is that. Black history should be celebrated 365 days a year, and I've always stood by that because it's it's part of the fabric of our society. Especially like in in like queer culture, trans like trans history, and everything. You can't have it without Black history. It's all interlinked, and I, I've talked about like intersectionality. Um, briefly before you can't you can't have one without the other so it's all it's all interlinked and i know there is there is like um yeah there is a lot of people that ignore that fact and there is a lot of people that use a level of their privilege to gain acceptance into society but i think it's important to remember that as a community it's not it's not just a white community it's not just a, a community of people who who pass or who who fit into what society wants you to fit into even as a as a queer person Do you know what i mean it's not it's just like when i see people that quite happy to quite happy to just float on by because they're okay whilst ignoring that people in our community still not only will experience like discrimination because of their sexuality, their gender identity they'll also experience discrimination because of their race because of the color of their skin and even though just like gender race is like a construct it doesn't make it any less real and I think I've, I, try, I think I tried to say this in a podcast previously and I'm, I'm very conscious the way I worded it was very clumsy. And, and it may not have sounded right. And I probably need to go and re-record what I said. Because I keep thinking about how I said it. And I, I don't know if I worded it properly. But as... As somebody that... So if you have like lighter skin. Or if you're white passing. Or if you're white... I have got light skin. Um, I'm technically... Um, ...from a mixed background... ...I say technically... ...I always feel uncomfortable... About ...talking about that... ...not because I'm ashamed... ...because I... ...because of... ...like... ...yeah I just never feel... ...I always feel like... ...I, I get... ...because I get imposter syndrome... ...for being non-binary and... Um, ...being from a mixed background as well... ...because... ...I'm light enough to like... ...I suppose pass... ...or, or maybe just look... ...um a bit more like European like Spanish or whatever um, when actually like the mix the, the, the kind of mix of genetics and like um, my ancestors like yeah, Indians like South Asian and stuff like that um, but obviously like so I always like get a bit uncomfortable about like how I word stuff but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked and making stuff by myself. What my point is is that if you are, if you are a any member any member of the community, if you're queer, if you are trans, if you are gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, if you are any of the identities or sexualities under the big spectrum of the LGBTQIA community and your skin is white or you are white passing or you have a level of privilege because of your skin. In everyday life, you can sometimes, sometimes, manage to assimilate into society. Not always. However, if you are visibly black or brown, it's not something that you can, like for example, it's not, it's not, it's not something that you can just make disappear and nor should you want to, but you can't escape that prejudice, you can't escape the racism, you can't escape that side of things because you're always going to be visibly black or visibly brown whereas for myself especially as a non-binary person I don't like. I don't think I stand out particularly maybe my bright purple hair sometimes but I can just put a hat on I can just put I can just wear clothes that are associated with my agenda assigned at birth. I can blend in if I need to for safety and to not face discriminations but what we gotta remember is that we can do that sometimes with our gender even though it's very painful to do. And we can sometimes hide these are things that we've we've often had to hide at one point in our life because it's not it's, we've not always had a lot of us haven't always had the acceptance so we've learned to hide these things we've learned to live very like undercover with our gender identity we've learned what we need to do to sometimes survive in certain situations but I think this is why we have to remember that it's not just us we have to remember that some people they can't escape the discrimination they may get and I think we have to recognize that there's layers to it and acknowledge that if you are for example a black trans woman you are gonna face a lot more discrimination and prejudice and systemic racism than most other demographics of trans people especially white especially white, cis, het so we've all got to acknowledge that there's different layers and there's different it's not about the oppression Olympics but it's just to acknowledge that when we have people that don't that are happy to be all like oh yeah, pride all this and they're happy to just be like oh yeah that like, we've got our rights we don't face any discrimination and the whole concept of a lot of their liberation is due to or down to the labour of black trans or lgbtqia plus people from our history But it all gets forgotten about and it gets commercialized and it gets put into like a vault and just be like, Oh no, we're done with that now, we're done with that. But yet we have to remember that those people are still experiencing a level of discrimination that other people don't don't experience. And there's layers and it's intersectionality. And on top of that we have to remember that it's the people from their communities that have put in so much work, and a lot of times it's because they've had to, because they have been faced with the most abuse, the most discrimination. They've been targeted the most by the police, you know, because the like places like Stonewall and that they were they were targeted by the police all the time. So they were used to that level of discrimination and they fought back because they had to. And they fought back for everybody. So it's important to remember that black history is trans history, is queer history, is LGBTQIA history and should be celebrated 365 and on leap years an extra day. Because we all are going to reap the rewards. And some of us are reaping the rewards of the hard work, the activism, the labour. Of black members of our community. Who are always on the front line. Always on the front line with activism. And intersectionality is important, I think. I think it's very important as a community. That we, we celebrate that. We celebrate. The fact that. We have a. We have what we have now. And we are where we are now. Even if it's not enough at the moment. We are where we are right now. Where we can at least speak about it. Where we can at least have like. Some form of basic acknowledgement even if it, if we don't have rights that we exist now obviously some members of the community have more rights than others but we're still fighting a battle but at least there's a there's a discussion and we've been acknowledged we're, we're, we're learning learning about ourselves we're learning about other people people are starting to learn about us you know like these these are the things we got to think about when we think about Black History. Obviously, we all get we all get taught a very a very slim, slender a slice of history. But I think it's all impo- I think it's important that even though it's November now, and I'm kind of glad that I'm doing this this podcast um, after Black History Month because I think to do it during. Black History Month is kind of just like defeating the point of what I'm saying because we should be we should be learning constantly, we should be learning constantly we should be learning about people other than ourselves we should be learning about black history, we should be learning about black queer history we should be learning about black trans history we can always learn more we should be listening to black members of our community that are still doing the work now. We should be standing side by side with people against racism, against police brutality. We should be teaching our friends, our family and children if we have them. true representation history and history is not complete without black history history is not complete without queer history history is not complete without black queer history like history is made up of so many things and we get such a such a such a small slice and we spend such a such a long time on certain specific things And it's very white. And it's not just... The thing is, right. It's not... It's not just black history we have to focus on as well. It's like world history. Black history is part of world history. And we really don't focus on anything other than a very white-orientated history. Like, for me personally, I would love to learn more about um, the Indian side of me. And, like, the history involved in that. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. And I'd like to learn a bit about. Like Indian. Um, queer and trans history. And I, I think that's. That's what I want to spend some more time doing. But I think it's important. That we. When we have things like. Black History Month. We don't use it as like. We don't use it as an opportunity to. To just. Pretend. Like. If we're just pretending we care. Like everyone does. Like I've done the post. I've done the post on Black History Month. But I think it's important to, to continuously learn. And not just pretend you are in Black History Month. Continuously learn. Continuously learn. I think so many people can be quite flippant these days. And, and just be like, oh, okay i'll do this because it's this month it's this month for this it's this day for this like it's it's kind of like as well like pride month as well it's like you don't just support you don't just learn about like lgbtqia stuff like during pride month you don't just support or be an ally during pride month and it's the same with like history month you don't just you don't just learn during Black History Month and then just forget about it for the rest of the year it's ridiculous you don't just stand by and be an ally and support the black community like just for like one month or like one day or like one protest like you have to be continuously in it and I think like all these things like all these things are important and I think I think it's important to speak about. And I just wanted to give. I know it's a very long mention. To it. But I think. I just wanted to give mention to that. On top of that. Where do I go next? Obviously Netflix. Netflix happened. And. I watched the special. I watched the Dave Chappelle. um, The close up. And. I've watched a number of things. In and around that. I've tried to get a very rounded view of it. The closer was. In my opinion. It's just very sloppy. For one. From like a comedic point of view. Just very sloppy jokes. Kind of offensive. Just for the hell of it. But not. Like not funny. Like I didn't. I just personally didn't find it very funny, and it wasn't even just because I was offended by it, do you know what I mean, because I'm not even sure if I was offended by it, I just, it just, it was just, it was just, like, it was just poor, it was just really poor delivery, every time I thought I understood where, where, where they were going with it, like, and where the joke was going, it just ended up just being like, just, just sloppy. Just, it was just very, like, for me, it was just very, it just seemed like very lazy writing, to be honest with you, with a very, very big lack of, like, understanding for the community that they spent half the special joking about, inverted commas but I think the the thing is it's not even about the poor jokes or the misogyny in there like that's kind of like seems like the usual thing i think the worst i think the worst thing about the special was the actual I think it was the team turf thing I think it was that I'm team turf and I think whether it was meant ironically or not whether it was like one of those like whether it's like the whole thing was meant to be satirical and it just didn't come across it so either way it's either you actually do hold those opinions or secondly you've written your set so poorly that no one gets that it's a joke and I think platforming like the turf groups and some of their opinions on like have very existence Was the was the worst thing, and I think everything because of that. Everything around it looked even worse as well. Even like some of the jokes, I'm just like, okay, yeah, okay, like, alright, yeah, that's really like it's really sloppy writing. Shows a real lack of lack of understanding for the trans community. And some of the jokes, I was just like, that's just not even funny. Like, I don't get it unless you're laughing. It. It's kind of like, do you know what it felt like? It's like when someone says that it's funny, but actually all they're doing is laughing at someone. It's not funny when you're just laughing at someone. You, I think with comedy, you kind of need to be laughing with someone. If you if you're choosing a specific um, demographic to to write jokes about, it's not just about. It's not just about, like, ripping them to shreds. It's, like... It's about making it so you can... Even if you're going to be, like, really brutal, I always think it's about being, um... Having a level of compassion. And also... Just... Like... So we're laughing together, do you know what I mean? Because... I just think if you go for, like, a community, you don't... Maybe, like... Maybe go and, like maybe like show some of the jokes to like like a, very, like a diverse group of trans people at least like because I tell you what I don't think they would have liked I, I can't speak for everyone I feel like overall people wouldn't have been down for some of those jokes like because I don't even know where the joke is in some of it some of the things that were said were just statements which made me feel like which made me feel like I, just very confused about where they stood. And that's me being nice. Like, just, it was very contradictory, but not contradictory enough for it to seem like they weren't the views that they they hold deep down. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I get it. Dave Chappelle's thing is to be controversial. It's to say things that you're not meant to say, and like, like everyone, everyone like in comment sections and that, like, because I read, I read all the comments. I don't always get involved, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I just don't have the energy for it, to be honest with you, because it's not even worth interacting with some people. But everyone seems to think that everyone that is pissed off about this special being aired which I actually hold Netflix responsible for not even not it's not that Dave Chappelle isn't responsible for it because there's still these ignorant views or it's just poor research and maybe should have like run it past some like people within the community and not just assumed even though I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's some people in the trans community that find it hilarious I don't know like, not everyone's the same. We're not monolith. But I just feel like... It's, it's more Netflix's responsibility. Because they're the platform. Because if if Dave Chappelle... Says that joke... Like... Let's just put it this way. If Dave Chappelle says the joke to somebody in the house... Just one-on-one. And the person isn't trans. They don't know anyone trans. Or whatever... And if they choose to laugh, they choose to laugh, whatever. It's not really causing a huge amount of harm. It's one person. It's not great. If they say to that person, "Their team turf, gender is a fact, that's in very commas. I don't even know what gender is a fact even means, to be honest with you. I think that, I don't even, I don't even know if that was meant to be like purposely, purposely stupid for the hell of it. I don't know. Gender is a fact and all this other st- like stuff, like bio stuff. But anyway, gender gender is gender is a fact, it doesn't I don't know about you but it just doesn't make sense. Gender is something we are assigned, you could say. That would be a fact. We are assigned a gender. Is our gender a fact? It doesn't really make sense, but is the gender we assigned our real gender? No. A, unless they're saying gender is a fact as in like the gender you are assigned is permanent is and that's a fact anyway the whole thing didn't make sense and i don't know if it was i don't know if it was meant in like an ironic way but it just came across as in an ignorant way but whatever but yeah reading through the comment sections and that, uh, and and seeing oh all this all this spiel about like oh like this is this is the whole point. The trans community. This is the trans community that, uh, like, the LGBTQI community. This is the whole point of why the special was made to prove the point, and you've all proved it. Like, no, no one's pr- no one's proved the point. You said some stupid shit, like, and Netflix chose to platform that and said it was like creative freedom or whatever, or artistic freedom. Like, do you know what? Like, I'm all for people saying what they need to say, right? But by the same token, like, if you're gonna, the thing is, right, with like freedom of speech and everything, is like, yes, freedom of speech, but with freedom of speech, like, comes like a lot of responsibility, especially when you've got a big platform like to air air that freedom of speech on like Netflix, because if you're gonna, if you're gonna put, if Right, so there's one thing having freedom of speech like so if you're walking down the road and you want to say something say it you say it right okay you said it how many people have heard it nah unless someone's recording you're putting it online how many people heard it like whoever was in, in that so even if you say something very damaging it, it's not going out to like millions of people still very damaging and that, that can have like a big effect on someone so it's different when you put it on a big platform and freedom of speech is like a big platform that's just, it just it just seems like a weird argument to make like to be to be like platforming like views of hate groups and even platforming like actively platforming those people because people people think people keep going on about how how words and jokes can't be violence and that but actually they forget that <laughs> they forget that their attitude is actually shifting other people's attitudes so their attitudes and how they present their attitudes whether whether they present it poorly and it comes across the wrong way or whether they they present it exactly how it was intended and it comes across the wrong way <laughs> those those views then spread to other people and the more people you got on the platform watching that program being told it's okay and that it's just cancel culture and that it's just um, trans people overreacting or whatever people are saying like nah you've literally just you've just given a platform to like this person for millions of people to like chat shit about what they don't know like because everyone's like oh it's just jokes And that. Like, I like I like a joke that takes the piss a little bit Like I actually like Like I will take the piss out of myself Sometimes I like a joke that takes the piss I like the joke that challenges and this, I like like clever stuff Like satirical stuff I love sarcasm I love like irony and that But if you don't deliver it Or if you deliver it poorly It has the opposite effect or if you're not even trying to do that and you're just trying to be controversial, I just do you know what it is I hate it when people are just controversial to make a point or just for controversial state. Like and don't get me wrong, like it's good to challenge things and it's good to challenge like it's good to push the boundaries and it's good to challenge things, but I think when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to make points about stuff And you used like another marginalized group to make your points. It just seems like I just didn't understand why. I didn't understand why they chose to choose the trans community. And specifically a lot of it was focused on trans women as well. I think there was a mention of a day in there as well, if I can remember right. I watched this a couple of weeks ago. Um and there was other jokes, like, and do you know what? Like, I, like I said before, I wasn't offended by everything, but when you, when you target like a specific group, it has to be done very taste, tastefully, and it has to. Yeah, I think it has to come back round to uh, to an, to like an area of compassion. Some people say that, like Dave Chappelle mentioned in their friend that happened to um, go to their shows and it was trans and obviously tragically was no longer with with us I think they used that They it just came across that like they were using that as their get our free card you know what I mean like yeah but I've said all this stuff but this is because my, my trans friend would have loved those jokes and I think great like say those jokes to people that knew your trans friend that know their humor say it to their family don't air don't you don't have to air these jokes these are risky 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 jokes and not not that risky for your for your um career i don't actually think this has done anything bad to dave Chappelle's career i i can't if anything it's made him more famous so we're talking about cancel culture talk about cancel culture like this just seems like a publicity thing for me to be honest you're like a publicity stunt to be controversial to that like, it's like all all like like all like media is good media or whatever in it like so I don't know I don't know I was just like I was just disappointed by it because I just thought it was it was just very poor and I think the fact because I sometimes poke around like these right-wing people and like their their platforms and sometimes like and like the turf groups which which are weirdly like right-wing and not right-wing at the same time which i always find kind of weird but whatever um yeah i i listen i listen to what these people say and i i've listened actively to people react And people that don't even like Dave Chappelle and find find him like misogynistic and they don't like his humour, but because he spoke about trans people the way he did and the jokes that he made kind of dehumanised trans people in a lot of ways as well. Whether it was their intent, intent or not, it doesn't matter because we all just getting the impression that we can just laugh at trans people not laugh with trans people laugh at trans people i know he tried to i know he tried to say that like daphne would laugh at this and laugh at that but that's great and everything but yeah it just it just wasn't good it just wasn't good and the fact that known high profile turfs have like weighed in on this and said like it's great that well done to netflix for like standing the ground this was originally well done for netflix to stand in the ground and well done for dave Chappelle about giving a platform to this and to to our cause and all this now these are actually from like like you can find you can find people that are very high profile inverted commas like turfs out there that are speaking about this like i watched it because i wanted to i like to know what i'm dealing with I like to know what I'm dealing with, like... <laughs> like, what our opposition is almost like. I don't... It's not always good for, like, my mental health. But, like... I kind of... Like, I will watch... Yeah. I will watch all... You know the worst ones. are like, There's... There's bad... There's bad, like, people out there that make YouTube videos. And, have, like... Like, social media accounts. Some of them aren't banned from them. Some of them are. Um, but, yeah, like... I, I, I keep an eye I keep an eye on what people are saying because I like to know what I'm up against. I like to know what the other people are saying about us. It's not always very good, and I wouldn't recommend that other people do it because it's, it can be a bit challenging. It can it can make you feel pretty shit afterwards, to be honest with you. Not all the time. Sometimes I, I've got fairly thick skin. I think a lot of us do. Um, from our life experiences we've got fairly thick skin but it doesn't mean we should just it doesn't mean we can just take and take and take because it it's just like it's just too much when you hear these things you do internalize it and i think i think this is the worst thing right when you hear comedy like this that says this whether it's ironic or not even if you feel like you got thick skin and you can get through it what i always find that is that it doesn't happen straight away, but sometimes like a few hours later, or a few days later, or a day later, or a few weeks later, you've you've kept that inside and you've internalized those words, even though you feel like you've had thick skin. And I feel like this is one of the dangers of making these kind of jokes, inverted commas, because they were barely jokes and making and using a marginalized community that is under so much attack from different directions in different countries like in the uk in the states in countries that that don't even acknowledge trans people or lgbtqia plus people like literally like why have you chosen to target such a community in such a heavy way like make a couple of jokes about trans people and then move on like you don't need to like dedicate a whole show to trans people and also like you've platformed people who are active hate groups you've literally platformed people to active hate groups whether you know that or not whether you whether you just think you're being funny if you'd actually done your research or right, you've spoken to like a diverse amount uh, a, a diverse group of, of trans people or people in the community you would know what you would you would know before you put that out or stood up on stage and did that and Netflix should have known as well. They should have done the research and researched what turf with uh, what turf was and what these opinions are because they're, they're active you know these are active hate groups that use this terminology you've given a platform to them. Anybody that was on the fence about trans rights or on the fence about how they should view trans people, you've literally just made it into a joke. You've made people's real lives into a joke. And I blame, like I said before, I blame Netflix for that because they've platformed it. Yes, Dave Chappelle has like some responsibility to take that because it's his content. But at the end of the day, The worst thing is they're not the only one out there. They're kind of being made an example of right now. They're not the only comedian. They're not the only person that thinks these things in their head. But Netflix gave them a platform to say the things that they felt like they had to say to millions of people. And I know people bang on about freedom of speech, but (laughs) there's a difference between freedom of speech and spreading hate. I think if you have the privilege, freedom of speech is a privilege in society because not everyone has it but I think when you have freedom of speech you shouldn't abuse it because when you abuse freedom of speech to attack other people or to be racist or to be anti-trans or to be anti-LGBTQIA, like when you use that freedom of speech to be hateful or anti-semitic or or like anti-islam like you just like when you sorry i'm i know that a lot of people might be listening right now and saying why aren't you putting phobic on these words i just a quick fill in there because i know i'm skipping around a little bit i did have like a a brief um, interaction on instagram a couple of months back with somebody who was Not very happy with me using phobia after trans and and um all the other terms that we're used to using phobia with so i didn't really like the way that um the comment was i didn't really like the way the comment was put to me but i did say that i would look at adjusting my language so since then i've not been using phobic at the end of things um so if you're listening like i actually have taken constructive criticism and i can i can i can see where you're coming from with your with your argument about um phobic being being um potentially ableist or ableist i'm somebody that actually has like actual phobias it doesn't personally bother me but just because it doesn't bother me doesn't mean it doesn't bother other people and I get the correlations I get let's put it this way I get the arguments for using phobia at the end of these words and I get the arguments for not using it so because I'm somewhere like on the fence about it I'd rather be like sensitive to it and try not to use it so i've been making a conscious effort not just on the podcast and on instagram in everyday life as well with my language to try and adjust it because if you don't adjust your like like people used to think other things were okay in their language because they were normalized but then over time we have realized they're not i couldn't get on board with some of the um other pronunciations of the words i'm i'm dyslexic so i do struggle with that so I know they gave me some example, um Sorry, I know they gave me some examples... Of... Of... Um, the words to use... I, and I didn't... I didn't initially understand... What they were saying... Um, initially... Because I, I sometimes read stuff... And it doesn't really sink in... But anyway... I've gone off... I've gone off on one... Yeah, so... Yeah, when you're using... Hate... Like hate speech and you're being anti this anti that or like discriminating in a strong way or racist only those things you're abusing your freedom of speech because you're actually using your freedom of speech to abuse and to verbally assault other people and those like even like i know there's the whole thing of sticks and stones will break your bones words will never hurt me that's great and everything but actually we've got to start thinking about mental health and we've got to start thinking about the effects of what words do and how words can platform and spread hate how words can make people internalise maybe internalised hate they have for themselves so we have to think about our responsibility this isn't to like we're not trying I think it's important to get the like it's a fine line but I always say like write about what you know about if you're writing something about your own community i feel like you have a better understanding of your own community and you can you can find humor within that and it's not meant in a malicious way whereas if you're writing about somebody else's community it kind of feels like it kind of feels like staying your lane a little bit because you're not right you might have like a trans friend or whatever or you may have trans friends or whatever but you're still kind of you're kind of guessing what's funny and what's not because you don't know what's funny and to be honest with you like dave chappelle is a black man as far as i'm aware dave chappelle is a black cis man black Man, but obviously like if they're not then i've got that wrong and i apologize for misgendering like i would never want to do a stand-up gig and make like racist remarks about black men or jokes about the racism that black men face as my stand-up show as somebody that is not a black man and on top of that Sorry, I'm using black man very specifically because that is um, how Dave Chappelle identifies, I believe. And I wouldn't do it for any any black person, no matter what their gender identity is. And I struggle, and I struggle to understand how I understand that I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to. I shouldn't do I can't make that humour Because That is not my culture That is not my lived experience So I can't make that humour Like There may be some jokes That I can get On a cultural level If someone else says them That's talking from experience That I can get through um, Through other people um, Through being Around other people that are in that culture, like my partner is a black woman, um, there may be jokes that I get through, like learning about culture through them. Be like, oh, I get that now, but it's not up to me to make those jokes. Do you know what I mean? Like, they ain't, ain't none of my business. They ain't none of my business to make making those jokes. And it's not that I'm not allowed. It's not that I'm not allowed to, although I shouldn't be. It's more that like. I can't make those jokes. Because they're not going to be funny. They're just going to be offensive. Because that's not my culture. And I think this is. Where the understanding has to be. It's not that you can't make jokes about people. But if you if you dedicate a whole set. About a community you're not part of. Unless they secretly are. But even so. Whew, poor delivery. I think when you make. A point of making those jokes about our set community and it's not your community I think that's the problem that is the problem That make the odd you can make the odd joke blend it in and everyone's saying oh but Dave Chappelle he takes the mick out of everyone yeah he does to a degree I, I, I heard the set and I also I've watched other stuff I've also I also I also don't think and I might be wrong. I also don't think it comes from a place of hate, but it isn't about where it comes from. In this instance, sometimes it is. I think sometimes it is, like, whether, whether what their people's attendance. But in this time, I don't think it is because you're, you're not doing it. You're not having a one-on-one conversation. I think intent is more relevant when you're having a one-on-one conversation, or a very small group of people. But when you have a platform and Netflix are platformed you, I don't think intent matters anymore. I don't think intent matters anymore. Nor do I think, nor do I agree with cancel culture personally. But I also get why people don't want that Netflix show on because of the things said in it. I also get the arguments for not deleting it. But really it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been aired in its in the, in its current form because it's just very damaging and i think the damage is done now the damage is done like and i think i heard this somewhere else on a different podcast if you t- if you take it down it almost becomes taboo and more people seek it out anyway so kind of defeats the point like the damage is done because it was released in the first place it's got all of its publicity people have watched it for the reason like i have to see how bad it was so i could talk about it on the podcast honestly so when i read stuff i could honestly reflect on it without being reactionary to other people's reactions it was bad it was bad was all of it really offensive was i offended at every single joke no did i think every single joke was funny no did I think any jokes were funny barely that's my opinion I know a lot of other people would have found some bits funny but it's easy to find things funny that you're not living through humans have a terrible habit of finding things funny that they don't experience themselves and it usually comes from a place of ignorance and it usually comes from media media representation of people that dehumanizes people because people tend to laugh at people and I'm saying laugh at not laugh with when they dehumanize them so I think that's all I got to say on it and I think yeah I still blame Netflix I think Dave Chappelle doesn't handle things properly but so many of these can isn't they're not the only one. I ain't going to single Dave Chappelle out as the only one because they are one of the ones. There's loads of there's loads of people. I don't particularly agree with cancel culture. I don't particularly like it. However, I do I don't I think cancel culture gets blown up by the people that are supposedly getting cancelled more than it is by the people that are supposedly cancelling that person. I think it's more people saying, "Why did you air this? Why do you think this way?" And why did you think that you had the right to to do this when you don't understand the community and this is offensive and this is not only offensive, it's actually more than offensive, it's damaging. And it's not that every joke's offensive, it's the offense it's defense dif- is like a very individualistic part of it and it's up down to interpretation. Different people be offended at different things. it's more the power of what you're saying with your words on such a platform and how that influences other people and how that empowers other organizations including hate groups that is the problem a little break in between these two sections of the podcast just to let you know that you can join our discord community it's a great space for trans queer non-binary lgbtqia plus people to interact and get to know each other and share resources so i just thought i'd give a brief mention in between i know i mentioned it at the start and i know i'm going to mention it at the end but just in case you wanted to join now while you're listening to the episode you can do that while you're listening to me in your ear hole and also you can also follow us on Instagram. At Daisys Podcast as well. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So, we talked about Black History Month and we've also talked about the Netflix uh, special by Dave Chappelle. So, that's kind of some of October covered, but also. <sighs> We also had Boris Johnson, obviously, all-round, complete arsehole. I'm trying to choose my words. I'm trying not to use anatomy. I always find that I use anatomy for Boris Johnson. Now, I always feel like I use anatomy as, like, an insult uh, to people that I really have a strong dislike for. Do you know what I mean? And I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying it because I feel like one... I'm a parent, so I've got 3 year olds so I need to not say that around them, which I don't, which I don't, like, obviously the occasional word slips out because I'm clumsy, but I always feel like I use, like, anatomy as, like, an insult and really, I don't, it just feels, it just feels kind of wrong, really, especially when we talk about, like, gender stuff and, like, body stuff and that, I feel like, why am I, like, using... Especially when it's not my own body part as well When I don't own those body parts And I'm using like like words that are Like I don't actually have a problem with swearing right But I just feel like I shouldn't be using Like if I want to use So if I want to use like a, a word like anatomy It should be in like a nice way Like in a jokey or like way It shouldn't be used like when When I actually feel someone is a proper like I can't kind of even. Because I've called him an arsehole, right? But it's still like, I mean, everyone's got one. But. Well, most people have got one. Sorry, I, should, I shouldn't I say everyone's got one. But a lot of people have an arsehole. But, um. Sorry, it's really crude. Yeah, no, just, um. Yeah. So basically, um. The LGB Alliance. <laughs> Boris Johnson got invited to one of their. event things. So it's late at night, he got invited to like their conference or event or like rally or whatever it was a couple of weeks back and this guy, this guy, I the worst thing is right and I've thought about this a few different times, it's so hard to tell whether Boris Johnson supports the LGB Alliance. Or whether Boris Johnson thinks he generally, he genuinely is supporting like a progressive like charity group that's really trying to like help the rights of people just for political gain, because I could actually see him doing both, and I'm laughing. It's not even funny. but I'm just laughing at the, the clownery of this guy. I can't tell if he's being accidentally a fascist bigot this time because obviously he is in some ways anyway or if he's actually purposely doing it but anyway he congratulated the lgb alliance for all their hard work that was one of his quotes and apologized for not being able to attend the event so basically boris johnson just gave another big platform to a well-known anti-trans group which sounds funny like not in a hard way because in a in a like a Dave Chappelle the closer way just not not funny as in like make you laugh as in just funny as in stupid um, but yeah so he he basically shouldn't Boris Johnson's pronouns it gives me cis, cis man energy but again you shouldn't assume people's pronouns so I'm going to use they yeah they said that yeah they said all of that they said that like to thank them for all their hard work and all this shit like come on come on so you're literally you're literally gonna congratulate a well known trans hate group and I know some people are like well what how are they a hate group they're just standing up for lesbian and gay and bisexual people's rights but actually they're very manipulative because when you when you actually like read into their website that ain't what it's about they got a problem with trans people and all the other people in the lgbtqia community that aren't included in the LGBT, but especially trans people and it seems to be especially trans women but yeah they got a problem they got a problem with um, trans people being included in the conversation and in other organisations that support the community, they've got a problem with it. But it's not only that they've got a problem with it, it's not like they're, I don't, I don't think it's that they're jealous that the trans people are getting attention or whatever, and it's drawing attention away from them. I don't think it's that. I think they've actually got an issue with trans people as a concept. And I use that word inverted commas. Trans people are not a concept. I'm non-binary. And I know that I fall under the trans trans umbrella. And I do identify as trans as well. I, I've experienced. And I do experience. Gender dysphoria. It's just different to what binary trans people. Experience. I assume. I am not a binary trans person. So I can't tell you for definite. But. Yeah. <sighs> Giving them um, a platform. They're, yeah they're a they're registered as a charity but really that's kind it's it's kind of very like they're disguising themselves as a charity and i'm not trying to be all conspiracy about it the thing is the first when you read their website the first part of their website sounds kind of reasonable and kind of okay and it's like oh okay And you keep scrolling through down and then you get to their real agenda. And it's still masked in nice words and nice terminologies. But once you get the sentiment of what they're saying along with all the other things that they've said. And all the other things they've contributed towards. You start to really realise. You start to really realise what they're about. And it's hard to put into words. But, if you were to just do, if you really want to, like, inject that hate into your life, you can do a bit of research on the LGB Alliance. They try and use certain things very cleverly to get across their point, which often is anti-trans. And I think, I read this somewhere, or I heard this somewhere, that, I think I read it somewhere. The thing with the LGB Alliance is that they don't actually focus so they say their focus is on lesbian gay and bisexual people even though I feel like they kind of erase bisexual people quite a lot but fine they're not they're not really about that anyway so it's irrelevant yeah they they pretend it's almost like they pretend that they are but actually they're more concerned instead of actually focusing on the rights of lesbian gay and bisexual people which do include trans people as well, just for the record you can be gay, lesbian and bisexual and still be trans and yeah instead of focusing on them, they put most of their focus on to trans people and wanting trans people to be excluded from l g b t q i a spaces and from women's spaces and kind of like excluded from the like being acknowledged as like a true identity. Legally, or even kind of socially really they put a lot of falsehoods about and scaremongering about trans people as well Um, and a lot of misinformation out there and treat trans people as if you can have an opinion if trans people exist or not and I'm not being funny and I might not be explaining this very well because I often don't And I record this on the fly. As you all probably know. But yeah. Often like. And my brain's like. My brain's not really working properly. I think I had. Well. I tested positive for COVID the other day. So. I think. My. I don't know. My brain's always a bit like this. But it's particularly bad. And I keep forgetting where I'm at. So. I'm apologizing that this podcast. A little bit all over the place. But yeah. Like. The LGB Alliance, yeah, they they just they just tend to put a lot of focus on trans people, but they're a charity for LGB people. It just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Why why the trans community being part of like the wider LGBTQIA community is a problem? I don't know, but I think some of it's to do with their own anti-trans hate. Like again, me not trying to use the phobia it's quite hard at times so i appreciate the effort here people appreciate the effort yeah it's it's more to do with like i feel like they're very uncomfortable about accidentally falling this is this is what i think i think they're very uncomfortable accidentally falling for a trans person and they have a lot of internal feelings about it that they can't handle got a lot of fear for this but like my my right this is my opinion on it right everyone keeps going on about genitals with these organizations right they're like i don't want to be forced to go out or to um to interact like sexually or romantically with people with x genitals or y genitals or whatever you know i mean i'm not doing chromosomes i'm just do algebra or some or whatever you know when people do the whole like x this x that or whatever yeah i don't want i don't want to interact with someone in whatever way romantically or sexually that is has a penis or a vagina because that's not my sexuality okay my my opinion is is right is that sexuality is individual and you being gay may mean one thing to you and may mean something else to another person and if to you being gay means that you will only go out with someone with the same genitals as you then that is your preference and your opinion but It's only your preference and your opinion. It doesn't represent everyone else. Someone else may be gay. And go out with someone that identifies as the same gender as them. But has different genitals to them. But they both identify as gay. Therefore. That is their preference. Or. That is their acceptance of that person into their life or it's actually more about gender identity and less about genitals and that's their their right to to love love that person to engage with that person however they want romantically or sexually or not sexually like It doesn't, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you don't want to sleep with somebody because you're not attracted to their body. That's okay. It's okay. No one has to have sex with anybody who isn't attracted to somebody. You know, you don't have to have sex with someone you're not attracted to. Let's say right. Let's say you you you're going out with someone, you're dating or whatever, and it, you know you want to take you want to take things to the next stage, whether it's on the first date or whether it's like ten dates down the line. It doesn't matter. Most trans people will probably tell you anyway beforehand because it's dangerous for trans people. To, it shouldn't be, but it the way society is set up and stigma set up and people's irrational fear. Of trans people and their reactions to that is dangerous. So most people will tell you anyway. But even if they didn't, right? And you start getting undressed, or whatever, and you you notice that that person have, has like a genital that you wasn't expecting. Okay, you you could have talked about it if you wanted to. Like you could have talked about it beforehand save save that conversation later but cis people don't have to talk about it they're attracted to who they're attracted to they don't say oh by the way i've got a penis or by the way i've got a vulva or by the way i have this genital or that genital or my genitals look like this or had, i've had top surgery they they don't say all of that like, they don't say all of these things like i used to have breasts but now or i was well i grew breasts during puberty and now now i have my my chest that i've always wanted and that i always felt like i should have had so like no one no one that cis has to do that however if you get to that stage and you're like do you know what I'm just not feeling it. I don't I'm just not feeling it. I don't think we should I don't I don't want to I don't want to have sex no more I or I don't I don't want to take this any further yes that person's gonna be probably feel a little bit hurt but it's how you handle it and it's how you how you present that to that person but consent can be withdrawn at any point and I think everyone's having a lot of conversations about consent anyway at the moment which is good so consent can be withdrawn at any point whether you're halfway through whether you're whether you're like you feel like you're nearly at the end do you know what I mean whether you're just about to start whether you you haven't started at all like consent can be withdrawn at any point so if you're at this stage where you're undressed and you maybe you even know about maybe even know about their genitals but you wasn't sure if you'd like or not. And you you just wanted to try it. And they can't dress. And you're just like. Do you know what? This just isn't doing it for me. That's okay. Like handle it nicely and respectfully. Just be like. Do you know. Like. You don't have to like be brutal. You don't have to be like. Oh oh, oh, no. I can't. Because your genitals. They do this to me. They turn me off. You don't have to be like that. But. You can just be like. Do you know what? Actually I don't. I don't know if I'm into this. Like, I just, like, it's not, like, anything you've done. I just, I just don't know if I'm into this. Like, can we do something different? Do you know what I mean? Or, I, I want to go home. Or, I, is it okay if you leave? I just, I don't, I'm just not into this. I, I, yeah, I'm just not in the mood. I'm just not into this. Like, you don't have to be specific, like, what you're not into the mood of. But you don't have to be, like, I don't think you have to, like, baby around it totally but just you can just be honest and that's okay and i think the problem with these organizations is they're treating people like they're tricking them into into relationships that they don't want and that trans people are like tricking people no i think in most cases if not like like 99% of cases no one's doing that no one's trying to trick no one I think there's also this like myth that people are trying to pressure people i'm not going to say that it's never ever happened but it happens with all genders that happens with all like cisgender transgender it happens with all people and it's wrong that isn't the argument that is wrong you shouldn't pressure people into stuff they don't want to do shouldn't pressure people like you shouldn't pressure somebody into doing something that they don't want to do with somebody they don't want to do it with that like full stop the end but they come up with all these weird arguments about trans people, and they try and like act like trans people are like this big problem, where they're they're tricking people and they're they're pretending they are lesbians or pretending they are gay or pretending they are men, pretending they are women. They don't, I don't know if they acknowledge non-binary people. I don't think that, I think or pretending they are. Not, they don't. I don't think they believe in non-binary people. I'm pretty sure that's what they're they think i might be wrong i mean whatever if i am like whatever it is they think it's not it's not great but yeah i just don't i just don't get it because you got somebody like boris johnson that platforms a group like this boris johnson don't care about that lgb people you're not trying to invite him to this like Boris Johnson, like, have you read any of Boris Johnson's, like, previous articles? I know people have, like, people, I know people can change and everything, but it's Boris Johnson, come on. Boris Johnson don't care. When you're using someone, like, right-wing, like, egotistical narcissist, like Boris Johnson. Sorry, I know that isn't, I'm not, like, medical, like, trained, but, like, inverted commas, all those things. He don't care. He don't care who you are. He don't care. He don't care about you. He probably doesn't even know what f- he probably doesn't even know what the fuck he's saying. He probably like seen something and got oh like yeah. I'll... He was like all all these weird like noises he does when he can't when he can't think what he's saying. He's just making shit up. He talks out like his ass. He talks out like his ass. He don't know. He don't know fuck all about your organisation. He may know that it's anti-trans. And he's like oh yeah the trans evil trans people are doing this and i, I stand with the gay people or the lesbian people or the bisexual people that i read articles about 20 years ago calling them all sorts of stuff when you looked at people like boris johnson to be your ally you got problems like it's just not worth it like this guy will turn on you this guy will turn on you doesn't care doesn't care when actually you should be getting involved with the broader LGBTQIA community plus. Like, actually embrace people like, like like you, like us, like me, like, embrace us. We are part of your community. We will have your back if you have us. Like, we will have your back, like. I don't want to see nobody taking rights away from gay, lesbian, or bisexual people. Cis or trans, I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna see no hate crimes against you. I don't want like you to lose your rights and no trans person does. This is bullshit. This bullshit. No one is trying to get rid of rights for lesbian, gay or bisexual people. No one is trying to get rid of rights apart from right wing politicians. They're the danger. And then when you let them side with you, you're siding with your own enemy. Like, you think they're on your side. They're not. They're not. We're on your side. We're here on your side. But all you want to do is hate on us. You want to hate on us and restrict our rights because you have some uncomfortability about. And all I can boil it down to is are you scared that one day that you may be attracted to a trans person and in your mind, that will make you question your own sexuality, even though it shouldn't make a difference because if that person identifies as that gender identity, they are that gender identity. And if you are attracted to that gender, then, you're attracted to them, then, sorry if you're attracted to that gender and if you're attracted to them it doesn't make a difference to your sexuality and even if you don't believe in gender identity which i don't know why you wouldn't because we all have a gender identity it's a social construct or i should say we all have some form of identity it might not be a gender one like I'm sorry like agender people and people that don't believe in like the gender gender as like a concept like or just don't connect to gender as a concept I don't mean to like erase you even if that is the case and you are attracted to somebody who you don't perceive as the same gender as you even though they are even if that is the case or if you're attracted to a non-binary person who you don't think exists even even if that is the case, at worst, at worst, you will still be bisexual. So, are you actually scared of being sexual? Are you scared that you may be attracted to a trans person? Or are you scared that your identity as a gay lesbian? A gay or a lesbian person is not as solid as you thought or are you just spreading misinformation of fear because you have your own political agenda I don't know I don't know but I always feel like there is an underlying fear that they may be attracted to somebody who they don't perceive as the gender they are attracted to even though that person may identify as that gender and could be very attractive to members of that community and often are. However, genital preference is valid. I don't think it makes you anti-trans. I don't think it makes you, I don't think it means that you hate trans people I think if you weaponize it and use it as an excuse to like demonize trans people then I think you do. But I think if you just just say, look, do you know what I'm not into it. I'm just not into I'm just not into penises, I'm just not into vulvas. I'm just not into this, I'm just not into that, like that's okay. If you like that person still in some on some some level, maybe you're just friends. say if you're attracted, because I always find and I think that I I don't really know what my sexuality is but maybe it's like, I think maybe like, closest thing I can find maybe it's pansexual, I always feel like I'm attracted to people's energy like obviously I have I think I do have like, um, a preference to what what I am attracted to in a person but it isn't always physical but I do feel like there is physical characteristics that I'm like... Oh, okay. Like, that's really attractive. Like, I'm really... Like, I can see, like, the beauty in that. And the beauty is in the eye of the beholder a lot of the time. So, I do think... There is, like, certain bodies... That I am more more attracted to than others. Like... But... For me... Like, it's always open. Like, it's always open. Like, I'm always open to be attracted to... To, to someone... Or, or something about someone that is different to what I perceive that I'm attracted to and I always have been um, in some capacity and yeah, genitals they don't bother me too much to be honest with you I think I do tend to I do tend to like veer towards Um, being more attracted to one set of genitals over another. But... It's not like... It's not the end of the... I don't think it's the end of like... I don't think it's the end of discussion. I think like... There's different things that are attractive about different things. Like... You know, we've all got different things. So... I say things and sound like I'm trying to avoid talking about genitals. No, but like... We're all... We're all attracted to different... Different things. And it's okay to have a genital preference. Like i think i think i probably do to a degree but it doesn't i'm not like totally against other genitals i just think i do prefer and i am attracted to other um certain genitals but it's but for me like sorry i'm attracted to other genitals probably more than others but for me it's not just about that because it's not just about your genitals it's, it's there's other ways that don't involve genitals that you can still pleasure each other and i think that's the thing as well i think i think when i think about like attraction and that i'm not always like attracted to someone because of what's in between their legs like there's 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 more there's more to people than that and there's different ways of pleasuring each other there's different ways of experiencing pleasure like it's not all about genitals and I don't even think sex is all about genitals either. It's about touch, it's about senses, it's about sound, it's about smell, it's about feelings and emotions or like lust, it's like excitement, anticipation. It's like all of these things is not. I actually sometimes the genital part is like the boringest bit. So. While I acknowledge people's preference for genitals, at the same time, if you're not attracted to somebody's genitals but you're still attracted to them, and you're like, oh, do you know what? If you had different genitals, I'd be like, bang, like, bang on this like, this hookup or whatever. Like, I'd be like, I'm really into you in so many ways, and you're so attractive in so many ways. I just, I just don't know what to do with your genitals because i I'm, I'm, they just intimidate me or I don't like them or I'm just not attracted to them or they they just don't they just don't do it for me they don't excite me they don't arouse me I can't help it that's not how I'm wired that's okay but if you still like that person you're like bah oh, if only you didn't have if only if only if only if only there's other ways to still interact with people without interacting with people's genitals. Some people don't want it, some trans people don't want their genitals touched. Some trans people is very dysphoric. Um, Their genitals are very dysphoric, so they're happy to be pleasured in different ways. Or some trans people, they want to play, and this isn't just trans people, but some people, they just want to pleasure you. You know, and then it's not about genitals no more. However, you don't have to do that either, because you can withdraw consent at any single time. And if you don't want to have sex with somebody, or if you don't want to be sexual or intimate with somebody, or even kiss someone or hold someone's hand, like any like touching, do you know what I mean? You don't have to. You can withdraw consent any time, and people have to have to ask for consent. Like that is the that is the. I know I know it doesn't always happen, but I'm just saying that is the general consensus. So when they talk about like oh trans trans women are trying to force themselves or trans men are trying to or non-binary people are trying to force themselves sometimes so and so and so and so I feel like that a very false narrative onto people and, I feel, and people like the LGB Alliance and Get the L Out they do that and they're not the only ones and other TERFs and trans folk, like trans anti trans groups um, they do that and yeah I nearly did say the phobic word I was doing so well like even the last couple of months, like in real life, I was doing so well, not using phobic, but I nearly done it. So I'm gonna leave it in because I'm human, and it's okay to make mistakes. I acknowledged it. Let's move on. But like, there's still probably people listening. Like, just say it; it's not a big issue. But like, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to live by my philosophy of listening to people and trying something. So that's what I'm gonna do. But um, that leads on to the other thing that happened last month. I can't believe it's last month already because it feels like I don't know. October just feels like it didn't happen. It was the article with the BBC very anti-trans and included references to all of what I just spoke about? Um, and I know there was a letter. I shared it on the Discord. So there was a letter um, that was sent. Um, ...to the BBC... ...always being sent to the BBC... ...about a very biased... ...article about trans people... ...and mainly targeting trans women... ...and it had every single trope... ...under the sun in there... ...about trans... ...trans women and... ...a lot of the contributors... ...were from organisations like the LGB Alliance... ...and Get the L Out so... ...I feel like that kind of... ...a lot of what I've said is very relevant to that... ...but basically... The article was insinuating that trans women were pressuring themselves onto onto um, lesbian women, and were f- yeah effect- effectively it was talking it was talking uh, <laughs> effectively it was calling trans and I'm going to put this in quotes effectively it was calling trans women predators as a whole collective community and how they were allowed to just get away with writing that article this is the problem with the uk at the moment right the bbc is meant to be impartial whatever the fuck that means i'm not like totally like anti-bbc but i think they they make a lot of fuck-ups I think there's a lot of other organize, news organizations that are even more that are biased in the wrong ways as well. So I sometimes think okay, at least the BBC try not to be too biased usually with some with some things maybe but they make a lot of fuck ups and they are biased with a lot of things. And then they just say that because they're public funded that they're impartial, but actually they they do make a lot of bias. it was just a very anti-trans article. It had a lot of fear-mongering in it. It had a lot of, like, kind of, like, flashbacks to how people used to feel about bisexual people and gay and lesbian people back in the 90s, early 2000s and 80s. I wasn't around in the 80s, but I remember, like... I remember the attitudes even to gay people in the late 90s and the early noughties when I was, like, a kid. And it was just very... Yeah, there were, and those, and do you know what though, right? Do you know what, right? Those attitudes are still there for those communities as well. I I hear it and I sense it. People aren't as progressive as they think they are. People really ain't as progressive as as they think they are. So like people think they're down like with like gay, lesbian, and bisexual people. They're really not. Like, <laughs> I, like even like, yeah, just yeah they're just not they're just not tell you that, like articles like this they're very damaging to the community as a whole like if you're gonna talk about like these things and obviously like anything to do with being pressured or non-consent or sexual assault is not Anything to do with that isn't like totally valid. If that if that is your experience, that is like totally valid and that shouldn't we're not saying silence that but to group the whole trans community in the way that the article kinda did is the wrong part. Like we don't you don't focus on what part of the community that person's from. You focus on that individual and their actions. I think the relevance of what community they are from then starts to project the image of an individual person who does something wrong to somebody onto a whole whole community and whole group of people. And therefore then that stokes flames of hate and it's, it kind of insinuates that people are these predatory uh, people that collectively as a group on the whole we're not no more than anyone else in the world like do you know what I mean like so just very um, very disappointing and quite sad but I, um, I shared a letter that uh, a trans organisation to the BBC and it's very good letter it's very informative so if you want to join the discord you can do that and I will put the link in our bio and you'll be able to read the article under trans resources unless you're listening to this like way 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 in the future and you have to do some scrolling just give up because you can't find it or it just doesn't exist no more but yeah if you're listening to this fairly recently there's um there's an article on there on our discord page so it's the they exist community discord page and there's a link on our instagram which is at they exist podcast you can follow us at they exist podcast as well you can find it there but yeah this is a very long podcast. So I want to kind of draw this to an end now. But I just wanted to catch up. But we also had. Um, asexual. So asexual. Aromantic. The ace, the whole ace community. Awareness week. Sorry I'm really stumbling over my words. And I know I fluffed that. But for all our ace people. I really fluffed that. What I was meant to say is. We had ace awareness week. There we go I've done it. We also had intersex awareness day and we also had i think since the last record we had lesbian day of visibility i've missed so many days i'm pretty sure we had world mental health day as well so i've missed and there's other stuff there's other stuff that i've missed as well but like obviously to all all the ace followers and i know there's a lot of ace people in our community as well and i know when when we talk about sexuality ace people often get erased from like the conversation it's always about lesbian gay and if you're lucky bisexual people and then you, you obviously get discussions about pansexual uh, people in there as well but ace that like, if like the ace community do get erased like a lot and there's a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding about the ace community and actually like i was learning about it like more and more this year actually like um i was actually following um an influence like a, i suppose they're an influencer i think i think their pronouns are she her i think i was following an influencer and actually i used to do like photography and i think i was following them from like an old photography page before and like i see that they were doing because they were doing modelling and that and I think they were doing like alternative modelling and that and yeah they I started to see their content about like being ace and that and I was like oh that's like really interesting I didn't really understand I didn't really understand it originally but like over the over through following and I was like oh okay but yeah like this year I've like especially like tried to like look more into it because I never really like fully understood it and It doesn't matter. Because I always respected it. But I never fully understood it. I had like... Obviously, I had like a basic understanding. But... Yeah. Just like learning uh, more and more. And then obviously, like this week... Sorry. Last week, um, learning even more about it. Like hearing more people's perspectives and that. Because there are so many perspectives. There's so many different ways, like... To experience your sexuality. Or if you want to refer to um as well as your like your lack of sexuality or how you how you feel about attraction to other people and how you don't feel attraction to other people how your attraction to other people is is at different levels and different times or varies or it's just non-existent or how you experience like pleasure as an ace person whether you whether you do whether you can there's so much myths about like ace people and i think it's really good that um that there's more information out there and we're hearing from people who talk about these things openly and candidly but also we yeah we should support we should support those people and we shouldn't just support and learn about them um just on like ace awareness week like i say like i was following this this person this model for for a while like obviously for like different reasons like doing like photography and that back in the day and I, was, I think I found I found them on like a model like portfolios of photography and model portfolio site I used to be on and um yeah it was one of the one of the people that I was following maybe to potentially work with in the future I never did but um yeah i think they they do a lot of activism work now I it they still do a lot of modeling as well but they they i think they combine it with their activism for um for ace like ace a stuff and asexuality and talking about like different things that like other people don't talk about um and yeah i think that yeah that yeah they're very interesting um i think i identify as black cis woman um but still part of the LGBTQIA community. But I know in in the trans community as well there's a lot of um yeah there's a lot of people that identify as ace um or on the ace spectrum so yeah like shout out to all of you and also to like all the intersex followers as well like again it's another part of our community that is part of like the lgbtqia like a for the asexuality and ace community and i for intersex and yeah the inter- intersex community they they do get erased from the conversation a lot that's why i always like using the full lgbtqia i know it's a lot plus community i know it's a lot but i feel like as soon as you start saying the lgbt community it just erases those people straight away from like the conversation i'm just like oh no they ain't they ain't they insist they ain't cishead people They ain't cishead people Like I mean they can be if they want to be but like don't erase people that are part of the ACE community or part of the intersex community because they don't have the same they don't have this they often, sorry I'm gonna reword that they often don't have the same experiences as a cis... Straight... Person... Like... So... You're like... You're putting... Them into no man's, No... I say no man's land... No person land... Now I'm just gonna say... No man's land... Because it's the same... You're putting them into no man's land... Like... Well... Where do they belong? And this is somewhere that... That I felt as like... A non-binary person... That I didn't feel like... I fit neatly into... Into a box... Whether... It was being... Cis... Straight gay, lesbian, bi, pan, trans, I felt like I didn't fit into any box. And now I understand myself a lot better that I can't be put into a box. And non binary non binary fits me quite well and like my sexuality is just whatever. Like whatever. It does lean a certain way, but it's like at the end of the day it's whatever. So when you don't fit into like a neat little box and then you only have like L G B T or if you're part of a hate group lgb if you only have those letters allowed so i always like to include like all of them but intersex people like having like a day is like important as well i know it can be like a bit token gesture everyone does their post i did my post obviously but at the same time it's things that we don't talk about i think because i'm somebody i'm somebody that's caught down the hole of like like learning and i like to listen to people's perspective i like to watch videos documentaries like people's real life experiences i'm always very interested in not a, not in a like a voyeuristic way of like looking into their lives but also like more in a more in a like learning about people and learning about other people because i feel like the more we learn about other people we don't know about the better people we become so yeah i just wanted to yeah I just wanted to like just give a shout out to the intersex community and also the ace community I know not all intersex people um, will identify the same some intersex people may not even want to be included in the LGBTQIA community they may be just like no i'm just intersex and that is just who i am but i don't want to be part of this community because i have different experiences other people will be like oh actually no like yeah i am part of this community because on top and also on top of that intersex people you know will have a form of sexuality whether it's asexuality whether it is bisexuality pansexuality being lesbian being gay being queer like all these things, like... And, and many more. So... And they may be cis, they may be trans, they may be non-binary. Like, gender identity is separate to being intersex. Intersex is obviously, like... To do with, like... The sex... You are, like, assigned at birth. You, like, assigned... Male or female. If you don't fit neatly into those boxes... Then... You are usually classified as intersex I say classified. I think I don't think that's the word. Sorry. you are usually like described as intersex, and that can be to do with your chromosomes. That can be to do with your physical attributes or your your, um, your genitalia, uh, whether you've got both sets of genitalia, whether you've got genitalia that doesn't quite look like either or is partially formed. Or is smaller, or is larger than what you would expect of, um, like male or female genitalia, or whether you have um, additional chromosomes or different chromosomes, whether you have, um, when you when you go through puberty, whether you develop different secondary um, sex characteristics that you weren't expecting, so you could be you could grow um, up thinking. If you're a girl or a woman or you've been brought up that way assigned that gender at birth and then later on down the line um your body is producing testosterone and you grow like a full beard or same like you could be identifying as a boy because you have all the ge- uh, genitalia you've been assigned gender at birth as a boy so i should say not identifying as a boy but you could identify as a boy as well if you're cis and then during puberty maybe start to develop um, breasts these are just some examples I think I've read somewhere there's 35 different ways to be intersex and probably even more if if science is like I I always feel like science knows like the tip of the iceberg with things and there could be people that really don't know that they're intersex that just believe that they were the sex that they were assigned at birth. So, yeah, not intersex people like trans people, like queer people, like LGBTQI people, like any marginalized group fighting for their rights are not a monolith. And intersex people are fighting for their rights. They don't all think the same. Um, they're fighting for their rights not to have uh, surgeries that are non consensual at young ages a lot of intersex people have surgery very very young and of course they can't consent at that age Um, and I'm talking about like when they're like babies and and toddlers and and stuff like and it's it's a weird juxtaposition I think that's the right word when you've got intersex people that are having surgeries sometimes against their will and definitely like non-consensual um, surgeries when when they're younger. yet yeah. then you've also got the other side of the coin where you've got trans people who want stuff like puberty blockers to stop developing. Um, the secondary characteristics that uh, sex characteristics they would get if they get through go through the puberty of their assigned gender. And or people that want hormone therapy, or people that want to have surgery that can't do it, or have to jump through so many hoops to even get close to doing it over so many years. It's it's just a fucked up system. So we're all we're all fighting a similar cause but a different cause. But that's why we. All, I think I'll just want to summarise in this way. It's why all of us should come together because we're all fighting the same system. We all may be fighting for slightly different things. And we all may have slightly different ways that we want to fight for that. Or have slightly different things that are priorities to us. Even within our communities of non-binary, trans, gay, lesbian. Like, we're all different even in between them. But collectively, we are a lot stronger together. So let's stop fighting against each other. Let's stop fighting against each other. Because, fuck, it's not. that's not... That's not the problem We are not the problem We are not the problem It's the people that want to pit us against each other That's the problem So people like the LGB Alliance And get the L out Like stop fighting us And just come with us You are siding with the bigots You are siding with the people That will fuck you over in the end They're not interested in your rights They ain't interested in your well-being like come like come join us like as a big community there's nothing wrong with extra letters being added to the lgbtqia plus acronym it will keep growing like whatever things don't stay the same different identities and different understandings of different identities and sexualities develop over time not all people view sexuality in the same way sexuality is different for every person you know, being gay to one person will be different to being gay to another person being bi to one person will be different to being bi to another person it's okay it's okay to have a genital preference it's okay not to have a genital preference it's just as long as it's consensual, it's okay like, so yeah, everyone just I was going to say something really cheesy and really like but everyone just come together, come together as a community we're stronger together stronger together doesn't matter doesn't matter who you are but we're stronger together like stop trying to make it a very individualistic one cause movement we're not free until we're all free liberation for all at the end of the day. And fuck these fucking right wingers. Fuck these fucking fascists. Fuck these people that are trying to take away any of our rights. Any of our rights. Anyone. Anyone attacking anyone in, within our community. The LGBTQIA plus community. Anyone trying to attack any of our rights. Is damaging all of our rights. Because if they can come for one of us and they su- can successfully take away our rights or restrict our rights what's stopping them from coming to you because they're all by their own ideology and a lot of the people that are anti-trans and have these anti-trans ideologies that you are buddying up with and sometimes agreeing with or sometimes even they are agreeing with you their ideology is not LGBTQI+ plus friendly, and that includes you. Often, often they are using you as pawns. That's my opinion, anyway. I might be wrong, but I guess it's freedom of speech at the end of the day, in it. So you know, that like, if you can make a Netflix special on it, it's okay. So. Um, anyway take care everyone and i'll speak to you next time sorry about the long wait and this is a proper hench long episode it's like going to be two hours or over two hours so i'm really sorry for that so thank you for hanging in i was going to do it in two parts but you know what? you can just have a two hour just listen to it in two parts and take care of yourself join the discord if you would like to Get involved with the community. We got Discord. I'll put the link in the bio of this podcast. If it's called a bio, it's in the link in our bio on our Instagram. It's at the exist podcast Instagram at the exist podcast on Instagram. You can join uh the community from there. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a ratings and review. A nice five-star one would be nice. A little nice review for me to read would be nice as well. But yeah, take care of yourself and I will speak to you all soon. hey everyone thank you for listening to the latest episode of the they exist podcast with me zizi i hope you enjoyed the latest episode if you like what you hear you can give us a five star rating on apple Podcasts. that's a five star rating please and also you can also follow us on instagram at they exist podcast that's at they exist podcast we also have a discord server as well you can join our discord server and join our community It's a nice space to chat with other people from our community and other listeners and other people that follow our instagram page as well so it's a nice community space that's trans inclusive lgbtqi friendly so if you would like to join our discord the link will be in the description and i look forward to speaking to you again soon take care